You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. We should ask people to subscribe, Daniel. Yeah, that's probably something that you should have mentioned in maybe the first episode. I know. I never thought to ask people to subscribe. <laughs> Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. My name's Tony. Today, I'm joined by Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hello, Tony. We're practicing social distancing today. Separate places, so if the quality's a little different than what we want it to be, I think it still is good, though. I think we do a good job at least at making it able to be heard. So that's good. Yeah, that's all you. Yeah. Good job. Well, no, it's this. It's just a machine. I really just plugged everything in and it worked. I didn't do anything. I don't know how to use it, though. I don't know. How, I it. don't know how to use it, Daniel. <laughs> I don't know how to use it. I think you're selling yourself short. No. Um. Anyway, that's not the point. Social distancing in a world that's right now crippled by coronavirus. The NFL is very lucky because in the off season, although there have been some very serious adjustments, and we can talk about how that might affect the draft. Free agency has otherwise, for the most part, been relatively unaffected. Now, I say that loosely. I mean, team doctors can't do physicals, so that's important. But outside of that, I mean, contracts can be signed. It's still happening. Like in baseball, they're not going. They're, nothing is happening. In, in basketball, nothing is happening. It's, everything else has stopped. We're so lucky that football can at least keep going for now. It's a great distraction, I think. And one of the things in free agency that I wished we had talked about last week, but maybe we didn't on purpose because we were kind of exhausted about talking about it, was about how Tom Brady moved to Tampa Bay, making that division, which was once relatively boring, very exciting with at least multiple primetime games a year. And then Daniel and I got to talking about how under the new CBA, the playoff rules change immediately. There's now an extra team extra playoff team in each conference. And so then Daniel and I got to thinking about it, and, and I just thought maybe we could take some time to talk about which divisions we think could have three playoff teams. Last year it was the NFC West, the 49ers, the Seahawks, and it would have been the Rams under the new collective bargaining agreement. They would have been the next team into the playoffs, and they all three would have been from the same division. So, Daniel, I'm going to ask you a question. Here's how it works. I ask the question. If you get the question right, you get your choice of which division may have three playoff teams in 2020. Tell me when you're ready. Okay. Hit me. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm nervous. I, I don't know if I got a sound effect for when you get it wrong. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, you're that confident, huh? Last year, Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb both rushed for 1,400 yards. If either of them matches that same mark in 2020, they'll be the first running back to have back-to-back 1,400-yard seasons in 10 years. Who was the last running back to have 14 back-to-back 1,400 rushing yard seasons? Uh, that would be Ladanian Tomlinson. You got it right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So the division, I mean, it's kind of an easy one. I, I like that I get to go first because there's kind of a landslide division here. We have the we have the NFC West with the Seahawks, the 49ers, the up and coming Cardinals. Okay, completely change their team, and the Rams. That that division could easily have 
uh, three contenders there that go to the playoffs. I mean, the Seahawks are there every year. Seems like with Russell Wilson, you know, he's he's just steady. Forty um, Niners are just in the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, um, Cardinals up and coming, and the Rams if they can get their their team back on track. I know they had a miserable season, but like you said. Heck, they would have they would have went last year, and that was a miserable season, is what we all counted for. So, um, easy answer, NFC West. I think that one could easily do it. See, I think this division's interesting, but for totally different reasons. I think the San Francisco 49ers are not on top of the division anymore. I think they're more likely to be on the bottom of the division again. And I, I would think, also agree with you. And I think the Cardinals will could potentially rise all the way to the top. I think it's really interesting to see how this division's going to grow. The DeAndre Hopkins trade makes a lot of sense in a lot of different ways. I guess I'm trying to – what I'm afraid of – and I think we mentioned this last week. I don't want to get on the Browns – the 2019 Browns hype that I did last year with the Cardinals. I mean, is that what's going on here? Kind of. I mean, just the same thing. So you had OBJ who, you know – It is the same it, thing. Oh, my what? gosh. you're you're You nailed it. I mean <laughs> – you have a young receiver who's one of the best, gets on this offense, and it was, quote-unquote, the missing piece. I mean, it, it's the same. <laughs> so I would be careful. I get it. But, it, yeah, I mean, I could, easily, I could see it happening, and that's what would have happened in 2019. My pick is going to be the NFC South. Tom Brady to the Buccaneers, Todd Gurley to the Falcons, Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. This has been a wild free agency, and I think it's made the NFC South absolute prime time. I didn't even talk about the Panthers with Matt Rule. And with, um, what was the wide receiver? They just signed one today, was it? Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean, there have been big signings on every one of these teams how many games a, a year is that a primetime football right there out of the NFC South? Yeah. I mean, for a team that's quote unquote rebuilding, um, they're doing a pretty good job uh, rebuilding in one off season. I mean, do you think they did Cam Newton dirty? Oh yeah. He got done dirty, man. Oh yeah. I mean, whether you're a fan of him or not, that was dirty. And that was dirty. <laughs> Listen, I had gotten myself to the fact, to the point where I thought, not because of coach speak. Like I expect the coach to say that we Cam Newton's our quarterback. We're going to move forward with Cam. We'll look at all options. I expect that stuff. But in all of the marketing, Carolina, they have a fantastic marketing team. When you look at other teams, like when you look at their social media accounts, I'm telling you, Carolina's social media branding is top-notch stuff. And they were constantly <laughs> pumping out Cam Newton hype. Maybe it was because they wanted to trade him. Now that I look back on it, Maybe that was the purpose, yeah. but dude, I was like so far in. I, I just, I, I guess, I guess I never accepted the fact that the social media arm would be pushing for a trade, but maybe that's how it works. And I'm ignorant. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, so say you're pushing for a trade. I mean, they obviously sought out some themes and then you couldn't trade him. So then you wait and then you cut him and half the NFL that needed quarterbacks have already signed their guys. I mean, he didn't even really get a chance yeah, to that's be into this, this free agent market. I did see rumor though that the Bears were there was they made an attempt to trade into the Bears. I don't know the details or what that means. I could just be more gobbledygook that doesn't exist. But man, could you imagine? That's what, what I was the begging Bears for. would look like right now without with Cam Newton instead of Nick Foles. Hey, Nick Foles is a Super Bowl MVP. Sure. So is Joe Flacco. <laughs> okay, fine. 
okay, who's um I'm gonna throw you a curveball. What's your okay. least exciting division in football this year? Man, I wish Corey was here so that I could tell him AFC South to listen to him freak out for a bit. <laughs> I, I think it's got to be the NFC East. I mean, the the Giants, you know, they're they're still getting there. I mean, they will. I mean, they have Barkley, and I think Daniel Jones is is a good quarterback. They're trying to find him protection. They're trying to build D. They're going to struggle. Eagles, we don't know what Eagles team is going to show us. I mean, we had a Super Bowl team, won the Super Bowl, and then the next year they couldn't even make the playoffs. I mean, it's just kind of rough. And they had an injury-riddled season, which doesn't really not fair. Um, Cowboys, you know, they brought back all the pieces they needed. Maybe they can – I think they're going to win that division. But then the Redskins, you, you never know. Um, Dwayne Haskins looked pretty terrible going into – going into the latter part of last year. So I, I think that division is going to be the worst in football. And and the winner is going to be the same thing that we had two years ago where they're fighting to be 500 so that they can make it. <laughs> yeah, that's I can see that happening again. When we talk about yeah. how there are some league, some divisions who will have three teams in, here's a division that didn't rightfully really deserve to have any in in 2019. I mean, we, right. we, we need to really think about it. It makes me not even like that rule of the division winner automatically gets in because if you're a division winner and you've lost against every team that's in the playoffs and lost against sub-500 teams all year, should you really go to the playoffs? Well, I don't know. My The only reason I do like it is because you get paired up against three other teams and they know you inside and out. And if you can beat those teams more times than you can lose to those teams, then, I mean, that makes a big difference. That makes a significant difference in whether or not you have a shot to the playoffs. There's all kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, when you talk about sub-500 teams, that's fine, but you might face a sub-500 team with a backup quarterback when when your team has a – I mean, that, there's just other – I'm making something up. I'm reaching, okay? I'm stretching. But There's, there's a lot of variables, yeah. There's a lot of variables, but I, but I know the spirit of what you were saying is that last year both the Cowboys and the Eagles neither really deserved to be in the playoffs, and both of them were. The Eagles had 385 points four. That's horrible. 385 points for a whole year. That's terrible. So I believe you. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. But I, I understand the yeah. rule because they're pitted against three other teams. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get why it's there. And it, it, Other than when stuff comes up like this, I guess it, it makes sense. I would have probably said that'd be the most boring. I'm going to say the AFC East, which is actually the opposite of what I was going to say earlier when we were doing the show sheet. But the more I look at this and the more I think about it, I think the Bills are running away with this division. I think there's there's yeah. nothing that's going to stop them from taking it. And what was once an exciting, exciting idea of the Bills challenging the Patriots, it doesn't feel that way anymore. Like Goliath, not exciting anymore. Goliath is not that big. <laughs> No, he's not that big. <laughs> the Dolphins could could cause some problems, but I don't think that the Dolphins are obviously they're not Super Bowl ready. They're not playoff ready. I don't think maybe maybe something will happen that'll that'll change that. But as of today, the Bills, I think, are running away with this thing. And the Jets, I mean, gosh, what is going on with oh. the Jets? Train wreck. Yeah, I, I saw someone comment. <laughs> I think it was on Twitter. Um, and it just randomly popped up on police reports i'm not on twitter but it said the jets are doing a fantastic job like they always do to not 
had any talent. <laughs> they have been so quiet for agency too. It's just like you wonder, do they do they want to win? I mean, what's their plan here? I don't Hopefully know. they could do it in the draft, but I don't know. That's, I, that's I don't just know. a team going backwards. I don't know. I'm surprised you picked the AFC East. Well, I, don't, I, I mean, pick them I, as a riser. Well, I thought I was too, and then the more I thought about it, and the more I looked at it, the more that just didn't make sense anymore. I don't know. Coming over to my side. Well, I like the Bills. I like the. I think I was. I think I was tainted by my love for the Bills, and that just brought the whole AFC East up. And then I realized the Patriots are still sitting there. Yep, one variable for that division: Bill Belichick. Oh yeah. We don't know what he's going to do right now, and it looks like it's all lost and no hope there. But it's funny whenever we go into a year with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, that's when they would freaking win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, don't have time, but you never know. Think about sign Cam. I mean, if they sign Cam Newton, are, are we really thinking that the Bills are going to run away with it? Man, you know that one... You've the- got one free agent quarterback that's still sitting there that seemingly nobody won, and he can change the division. Cam Newton had an MVP season. That MVP season, Kelvin Benjamin, Philly Brown, Brenton Burson, Marcus Lucas, those are the wide receivers. Jericho Cotri. I mean, those are the wide receivers that Cam Newton was working with on his MVP season. Didn't they go to the Super Bowl that year? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin, Philly Brown, Jericho Cotri. Yeah, I think if Cam Newton goes to the Patriots, yeah, I think the sky's the limit there, man. I think the guy's healthy. I think he's showing that he's healthy. I think that he's a phenomenal talent. And yeah, he's got issues, but outside of dressing like the queen, I don't really have a problem with him. Yeah, I mean, you can you can argue. I mean, this other guy hasn't had an MVP season, nor has he been close. But if the Patriots go out and find Jameis, they keep saying that he's not part of the plan. But what if he is? You know, pretty much if they go if they go out and sign any quarterback, we're going to say, "Oh my God, the Patriots are relevant again because Bill Belichick." So, <laughs> well, it happened. They signed Brian Hoyer. As uh, yeah, it didn't happen with Brian Hoyer. I, that was more like a desperation move of Brian's. He was at the end of the road, bud. He's like, "Hey, I know the playbook. I've been here a couple times." <laughs> was there a team? So now we've talked about divisions that could have three teams in the playoffs. We've talked about the least exciting divisions that should have no teams in the playoffs. What's we had, we admit you'd mentioned a trade. You're not allowed to talk about the Hopkins trade here. So what's, right. what's one trade that has impacted an entire division the most? Other than Tom Brady as well. So we're going to pick that one out. Yeah. You can't talk about that. Cause we kind of already talked about it. Yeah. We already talked about that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the NFC North. Um, the Vikings, you know, they were they were a pretty run heavy team, but when Kirk Cousins went back to throw, he had Adam Thielen on one side, Tom Diggs on the other. Now, granted, Adam Thielen was hurt most of the year, but take it back one more year when they both just had stellar seasons, and then last year, Tom Diggs had another stellar season, thanks in part by Adam Thielen, but. Say they draft someone that's really good. It's, I mean, it's not like you can shove a guy into the lineup that's a rookie and expect him to produce like Stephon Diggs did. Yeah. So I think 
defenses on the Vikings. They're going to make Kirk Cousins throw more. They're going to they're going to stack the box against Dalvin Cook and then double team Thielen. Who else does he have? I mean that that offense could become stagnant with studs on it that we didn't expect because Adam Thielen's still really good. Dalvin Cook is really good. Kirk Cousins pretty good, but that may be an offense that struggles because everyone has tape on them and they're going to know what to do because they don't have another guy like Sean Diggs out there when the round stops at Thielen. Love it. I'm going to take the 49ers. I, I, I kind of shouldn't do this because we already talked about this. I, I really shouldn't do this, but listen, the 49ers traded away DeForest Butner. They traded away Emmanuel Sanders. They traded away, who did the Colts sign? Oh, Sheldon Day. De- yeah, defensive tackle, and he's actually an Indianapolis native. So he's yeah. coming home. And Emmanuel Sanders was a free agent. Yeah. So the offseason has not been good to San Francisco. So I'm going to take San Francisco. They're the team most affected by the offseason. Yeah, the, the the day acquisition, Buckner, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, what else do you need to hear? I guess. I've got something that I needed to hear uh, from the 49ers that made it even more of a clouded judgment type Type deal. Was it that Their they made an field? offer on Tom Brady and he didn't take the offer? <laughs> we don't know that happened, Tony. <laughs> it's their running backs. Okay, what are they doing? Okay, they're keeping they're keeping Kevin Coleman. Okay, they re-signed Jeff Wilson. They're keeping Matt Breida. They're keeping Raheem Mostert. And guess what? What? They just restructured a contract to keep Jarek McKinnon. I think they're going to take one body part from each of these running backs and turn them into one <laughs> one oh. super running back. That's what I think they're going to do. Hey, yeah. we mentioned LaDainian Tomlinson earlier in the show. You're going to have like, got it. It's going to be two LaDainian Tomlinsons because it's four total running backs. <laughs> uh, did we just call Super Bowl? I think we just called a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yes, for an NFL team, having multiple running backs is fine, but not having five. Well, having that's, five, that's not knowing that four of them are all going to be hurt at the same time doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. But that was something I heard that I was just like, what are they doing? <laughs> so I'm with you on that. I, I, think, I think the 49ers, we're going to see the normal. We mentioned it before. Super Bowl slump. Whoever loses the Super Bowl, somehow something happens. Not going to be as good next year. We're already seeing the pieces align to where it'll probably happen. For you, Tony, this is going to this is going to pull some heartstrings. So be ready. Okay. Are the Browns making the playoffs in 2020? Yes. You think? Yeah, I think. I think that I wrote them down as one of the, they were one of the teams or one of the divisions that I thought could do it. I didn't bring them up because I wasn't ready to make the fight again. But yeah, the Ravens. Falling into the annual hype. The Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns or the <laughs> Bengals. It could totally happen. Yeah. Could, it no, could happen. I, that's a division. They could, I mean, because Steelers, they saw a big Ben. Still a lot of talent on that offense. If they had been Ben last year, they would have made it. Yeah. Being a Ravens fan, they've been a thorn in the ass for years. Yeah. It's all because of Big Ben. They'd last have been year, in. he went out. They freaking had Mason Duck Hodges, and they were terrible. Remember that time Mason Rudolph got knocked out really hard? <laughs> that was bad, man. I loved the memes. That was bad. <laughs> <of his> ben, <laughs> ben 
No, that was bad, man. That was gnarly. I remember you know where I was. Even worse? Miles Garrett's back. Yeah, I was thinking of a different hit. I was thinking of the legal hit that knocked him out. Oh God! It was a Ravens yeah, game. I think was having a seizure on the ground. That was horrible. That was bad. That was bad. Yeah, that's not good. No, that was bad. So no. you think? Give me your official prediction here. AFC. Okay. Okay. You said the Ravens are winning that that division. I didn't say that. The Bills are winning. Oh, okay. Who do you think is winning that division? I think the Ravens will win that division. <laughs> East, you got the Bills, right? Oh, yeah. West, I'm sure you're Chiefs and Chiefs. Duh. South. Come on. Colts. Yeah. Colts. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. No, that's who I have. Who's your three? Who's your three wild cards? Oh, oh, you. Okay, three wild cards. I'll take the Titans. Okay. I'll take... I'm going to take the Patriots. I feel like I've got to. I have to. Okay? I have to. You don't have to. I have to. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, take them out and put the no, Broncos. No, you can put them in there if you no, want. No, no, no. Take them out put the Broncos in. All right. A big, okay. Drew, a big right. Drew Lock season on the back of Melvin Gordon. Okay. So far, pick for pick, me and you. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah, My last one. Queen, your last one. I want to say the Browns. I won't do it. The Raiders. You won't do it or you will? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing the Raiders? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I like it. What did oh. you do? Steelers. I wanted to say the Steelers. I knew you did. I wasn't willing to do it. All right. So that's our differences. Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota comeback player of the year. Ooh, God, that's hot. Ooh. <laughs> that is too hot to touch. All right. So NFC, NFC, who you got winning? The division East, I'm sure you got Cowboys. Oh, my God. We're doing the NFC, too. No, yeah. so this is where it gets tricky. Yeah, right I'll here. do the Cowboys. Okay. Who you got north? You got the Packers? Uh, they just signed Devin Funches. I would have said the they Vikings had they not screwed it all up. Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the Packers. I'll take the Packers. Okay. I like that Funches signing. You got Devontae Adams on one side. They have finally, finally, finally realized that they can't just draft rookies like they used to. And they're actually bringing in some veteran help. Yeah, Funches is hurt. And he hasn't been that great. But good God. You got a guy that's as big as a tight end running routes out there like a talented wide receiver. I'm in all day. You got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, all day long. He had a great 2018 also in Carolina. Yeah, I was yeah. almost surprised they cut him after that. Or, yeah. you know, didn't pick up his option. Didn't make any so, sense. No. Um, so you got Packers, Cowboys. Who's winning the South? Oh, gosh. Saints. <laughs> I'll take the Saints. And who's winning the West? Seahawks. Look at us. All right. Do we match? Are we matching? Yeah. We have we have matched up to this point. Oh, you kind of led me different. on a couple of them. It's not fair. So I'm gonna ask you. Let me look. I'm gonna I'm gonna get mine first. Okay. Okay. Who is your three wild cards? So for the West, I think there I think there will be one from the West because there has to be. With all that talent there. There has that has to be a two two playoff division. So I'm going to take the Cardinals. Okay. 
to make to make the playoffs. Okay. I am also obviously going to take the Bucks, um, which leads me to the last one. Is between a couple. I think I have enough confidence. Even though they got rid of Diggs, I think I have enough confidence to the Vikings to where they at least make a wild card. So I think Vikings, Cardinals, Bucks. I would do all of the same except not the Vikings, and I would pick the Falcons. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.